Hi there, members, visitors, and friends. Welcome to And the Church Said, a podcast where we discuss issues and insights on how the body and the members can interact in ways that promote spiritual, mental, emotional, and relational well-being. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Garrison, your host for this podcast. I am a licensed clinician. However, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We encourage you to engage in your own personal counseling. So come on in and take a seat on any pew you choose. We hope your time here will leave you declaring a hearty and resounding amen. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today. So happy Earth Day to you. (laughs) Well, Earth Day uh, this year was officially recognized on April the 22nd, 2023, which was a Saturday. Um, Yeah, it was a Saturday. So I don't know like when in time you might listen to this podcast. So I just wanted to kind of establish some context around what's happening in time and why I am saying like happy Earth Day. Yeah, because, you know, we're like in this time where history is like literally being erased, which is scary and infuriating and so many more things. Um, And we really, really must pray about that, y'all. Like we really must pray. So many places in the scripture reminds us to remember. So if we're trying to like erase parts of history where we don't remember parts of history, then how can we remember those parts of history we need to remember? That is neither here nor there. I digress, but I do believe we need to pray about this whole issue. Yes. Today, back to talking about Earth Day. Now, y'all know, (laughs) I planned to come back today to talk about the relational implications from that passage I've been talking about from Mark 10 um, surrounding the rich young ruler. Last week, I talked about some of the emotional implications that we see in that text. And I said this week, I would talk about some of the relational implications that we find in that text. And so as is, um, you know, in the character of the Holy Spirit, I um, was instructed to pivot my attention <laughs> and um, to talk about this particular topic on today. So here I am following how the Holy Spirit leads. And y'all know it's just not always point A to B to C. Sometimes it's A, Z, N, and T, L, C, Y. D, <laughs> yeah, you know how that is, uh, how the Holy Spirit um, leads us in ways sometimes that are just not linear and truly not what we would have planned, but um, just trying to be uh, sensitive to his leading and to follow uh, where I feel he is, um, he's taking me. So this is where we we found ourselves in my time of study and reading, Bible study and Bible reading. I was apprehended by these verses in um, Genesis 2. And so I'm just going to read about it a little bit and and share it with you all and just share some thoughts that I have 
um, I have around this particular verse. So in my mind, you know, I wanted to make it mean so many more things. <laughs> and thankfully, again, the Holy Spirit is not only a guide, but he is also um, an instructor. That's part of his ministry to teach us in all things. And so the Holy Spirit had begun to really teach me as I was reading this particular passage and even whispering into my spirit to just look at what these verses are saying and just stay right there. And I was like, yeah, just stay right there. <laughs> so this is uh, where I, I'll be today. Um, I'm going to read, it's from Genesis, the second chapter, and it's verses four through six, and I'm going to read this in the CSB tr um, translation. So Genesis two, verses four through six reads, these are the records of the heavens and the earth concerning their creation. At the time that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrub of the field had yet grown on the land and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not made it rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. But mist would come up from the earth and water all the ground. Okay, so I'm going to read it one more time. These are the records of the heavens and the earth concerning their creation. At the time that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrub of the field had yet grown on the land, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not made it rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. But mist would come up from the earth and water all the ground. So I wondered, like, why was I caught up with these verses? You know, typically when we read Genesis 2, we kind of read it because, you know, it's like, oh, creation. And then we get to the verse where, you know, man was formed and he was given the breath of life and became the living being, you know, and then we kind of move into all of the other things. But again, I was led to just really linger there and, and observe what was being spoken to me um, surrounding these passages and also for our, our well-being. So again, you know, we're, we're here thinking of and talking about and trying to derive insights from, you know, the Bible um, primarily and also the discipline of, of psychology, um, the, the undergirding that, that is um, mental health and to determine how can we talk about interventions and insights and um, information, all the things here that inform us to be um, well, as far as our relational and emotional, mental and spiritual aspects of our lives are concerned. So I, again, kind of just park there and just ask the Holy Spirit to just, you know, teach me and share with me why, why am I being um, led to just focus on these particular verses? So again, I didn't even think about the fact that it was Earth Day. I really didn't. When I first read it, I was just thinking like, oh, wow, like this is just really interesting. And as I began to share my insights with you, you know, and I was, I'll share you know, the insights that were coming to me. And I was like, wow, like, thank you, God. Like, yeah, thank you. And then I didn't even really think about the fact that it was Earth Day until again, I felt led to just publish this as a podcast episode. And I was thinking, 
okay. And then I said, oh yeah, it is Earth Day. And maybe there is some connection here with, you know, what the Lord is leading me to do. We know Earth Day can have such negative connotations sometimes when people think of it. And we are thinking of, of some things, not all things. Some activities are not necessarily God honoring or I say honoring creation. So I think that maybe this is just a contribution to the world, whatever little leak of the world blip on the radar screen <laughs> that this will impact to uh, just be able to say, here is another offering for Earth Day and why it is that we should honor not only the earth, but also the creator of the earth. And by honoring the earth, we are honoring the creator, the Lord God of the earth. So I'm going to share with you just a few observations from the text, first and foremost, and then I'll kind of move into some other things I wanted to share with you all today. So first of all, one of the things that we learned from these particular verses, that there were no shrubs, no plants, and no rain, okay? No shrubs, no plants, no rain. Secondly, there was no man to work the ground. And then lastly, the mist would come up from the earth and water all of the ground. So if you are wondering, like, what does this have to do with our, like, well-being in these particular verses, I'm going to share just a few insights that I pulled that I feel were revealed to me during these, uh, during the reading of this passage that I'm going to share with you. So when we're thinking about the earth, we're thinking about creation. When I think about it in terms of how this intersects with the mental and emotional well-being um, for all of us, connecting with nature is proven to reduce anxiety. Planting, like planting flowers, planting a garden, can lighten your mood and it can reduce stress. And also gardening, um, when people are planting to, to grow food, it can be gratifying to those who nurture and harvest and then either sell or share their own food. These are some of the reports that um, have been recorded as far as people's experiences in nature. I know I can attest from my own personal experience that um, I've tried my hand at gardening. I, I would come from um, people who worked the land. I can remember my grandmother, my grandfather, my great great aunt had many, many um, just acres of, of land with food, with big gardens, big plush full cartons. I, I just can remember that in my days growing up. So I kind of come from that. And um, I remember trying my hand at it at one time too. And I did, I found it to be so very relaxing and so nurturing um, to, to my overall well-being. Like I just absolutely loved it. And I'll talk about that a little bit more um, a bit later in the podcast. <clears throat> but also, um, 
another insight that we can derive from this particular verse, and I'm kind of relating it to some of the tenets of psychology, the grounding techniques. When we're talking about grounding, grounding is a way, again, that we try to remind people and orient people that they are in the here and the now, they're here in the present. Sometimes, depending on some of the trauma that people have experienced or when people are having bouts of anxiety or say like a panic attack, they can feel out of their bodies. And so one of the things that we want to do is, is to help ground them. And so we are coming, we have techniques to help people become grounded and it involves like one of the five senses or all of them or a combination of them. So when we're thinking about nature and I'm just kind of, again, honing in on nature today, there are so many other things we can talk about, but I'm just focusing solely in on nature today. So when we're talking about these grounding techniques, some of those that involve nature includes just walking on the grass barefoot. I know that's not always everybody's thing. Sometimes people can just walk outside and just be in a part of nature, maybe putting their hands on trees or picking flowers. Or again, people are walking barefoot on the grass or standing in grass or sand or even the water, like on the beach. And putting their hands on the ground. That's another way that we are connecting with nature. And again, like I said, for myself, putting my hands in the soil of the earth is very therapeutic for me. It's one of the therapeutic interventions that I use a lot, especially right after my father died. We had so many plants, you know, that people had given us and flowers. And so I was trying to attend to those and really keep them alive and helping them to thrive and all of the things. And I was like, oh my goodness, not only was it relaxing, but it was also very therapeutic for me as well. So when we are thinking about nature, and creation. Those were a few things that I was thinking like we benefit. We benefit. Our overall mental health, emotional health benefits when we are in nature. And so when I read these verses, I thought about the state of our environment at this time and where we are, or I thought about the environment, the state of the environment during that time. So at the time when all of this took place way back, you know, in the, the, the days of the creation, thinking about what creation must have or the environment must have been like then versus what's kind of going on with it now. Um, we are in an environmental crisis, if you haven't heard, <laughs> Global warming is a real phenomenon that is taking place here within this planet on Earth. And I know we have a lot of skeptics, we have a lot of naysayers, like, wow, surprise there, right? Who may assert otherwise. But the science and the data is there. And to know that some of the factors that contribute to global, global warming are direct effects of our human behavior. Yeah, so there are things that we are doing that are adversely impacting the environment and the earth overall. 
So a couple of examples, as I was researching this, um, the burning of fossil fuels and cutting down forests will influence the climate and the temperatures of the earth. So these actions are causing heat trapping greenhouse gas levels in the atmosphere, which is warming up the environment. And I thought like, wow, because we're burning fossil fuels and cutting down the forests. And I know that for a fact. I mean, where I live, there are there is so much development that is taking place, not against any development, but I remember a lot of streets that were nothing but trees. You know, it was two lanes and lots and lots of trees and wooded areas. And you go through those areas now and there's like not a tree in sight. <laughs> Everything has been flattened and you know, um, smoothed out and foundations are being poured for buildings to be built. And I'm thinking, can we just keep some trees, please? <laughs> I'm a country girl. So I, I love outdoors and I love um, the woodsy areas. And I'm just thinking like, we need some trees y'all in this, in the, um, <laughs> for the, the, the advancement of development and all I get it, but can we, can we still keep some trees? That's Anybody that can hear me, please, let's keep some trees. Nonetheless, our human behaviors are directly contributing to this adverse impact of global warming upon the earth. This is a threat to our physical and our mental well-being. Some of the outcomes have been these heat waves that have taken place. There is a lack of agricultural output. And there is an increase in asthma and other respiratory diseases. And I was really disheartened by that. Um, because, I mean, the air is already dealing with so much in terms of virus that is still floating out there. It's still out there, y'all. <laughs> Whether we want to believe it or not, it is still out there. But that was just disheartening to me. I was thinking about just a couple of weeks ago here in Georgia, we were under this code orange, um, the warning for the air quality levels. And I'm one of those that, you know, they mentioned if you are one of these uh, sensitive groups, it may be unhealthy for you to spend extended time out of doors which again is always disheartening to me because I love to be outdoors, even though I'm highly allergic to a lot of flowers and a lot of grass and stuff. So how was a mask wear before we had to be mask wears? Just, you know, yeah. Nonetheless, we were under this code orange warning. And um, I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, the air is unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And so now when I'm tying all of this together and I'm thinking about some of the things that we are doing are directly, some of these behaviors are directly influencing our climate, then I'm thinking, what is it that we can learn from this passage today? As we are discussing grounding and how grounding is good for our overall mental and emotional well-being. And if we can calm our anxieties and lower some of that cortisol production in our bodies, and we can reduce some of the inflammation that's overall good for our 
physical health. So if we're looking at grounding and we're looking at this like global warming, I'm wondering, you know, what is it that we can learn from these particular passages that speaks to us about these topics today? Now, again, remember that this passage was before there was rain, which I just love this. Um, I, I was thinking about this and I said, God in his infinite wisdom and in his providential nature, God being the God who he is, our Father God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh, he still supplied the ground with water. He was like, there's no rain, but the mist is coming up from the earth. And I just thought that was so beautiful because there is something that is always going on underground, whether we are aware of it or not, or whether we pay attention to it or not. There is something that is always taking place underground. This mist came up from the earth. And this, I think, is um, something that we need to pause and we need to be more prudent and considerate of how we may knowingly or unknowingly pollute the ground when we poison creation. God is kind of dealing with what's under the ground, right? He was bringing the mist up from the earth. So we are having to be careful what we are allowing to seep into the ground. Those things that are in the ground also still emit up from the ground. So we really, really should be careful that this ground has always been taken care of by the creator. Before there was rain, God, our creator, God, the father, allowed the mist to come up from underneath the ground to water the ground. I just think that's so beautiful. It's in a testament to God who provides. Yeah. And also we learned that the creator had planned for a man to work the ground. <laughs> so God has sourced the land with water, although there was no rain. And then once he created man, who we know had come to be known as Adam, he placed Adam to work and oversee the grounds and the garden. So I kind of tie some of this up and summarize it. I think that the first thought I want to share with you is that we should be considerate of this earth. We need to treat it more kindly than we are currently. Now, one of the things I learned about global warming um, climate change is that there is this effort called reforestation, which is an attempt to plant more trees because more trees will offset the amounts of carbon dioxide that is in the atmosphere. And it also cools the atmosphere, which I get it. You know, I've been in a house during the summer that doesn't have trees around it and it can be really hot compared to a house that may have trees around it and it offers some shade and therefore some buffer from some of the heat of the summer sun. So when I think about this reforestation, 
I'm thinking like, wow, yeah. And I'm, I'm certain we've heard of these efforts uh, where it's plant a tree, you know, Arbor Day, how we are made aware of these movements where tree planting is taking place. And I'm grateful to know that there are these efforts that are happening, especially when we think about how the trees do, how they do offset and absorb that carbon dioxide because we all need spaces to breathe. Yeah, we need healthy spaces outside to breathe in and out and, and deeply at times. Breathing is another one of those interventions that we use to regulate our nervous systems. So wouldn't it be great for when we say we're standing outside trying to breathe in fresh air, that we are really standing outside breathing in fresh air. And I think that we need to be considerate. And also we need to understand there is something that we can do to help produce healthy air. Change some of our behaviors. Okay, and I know a lot of this is above us. I know a lot of companies and corporations, there are a lot of systemic factors that we don't have anything to do with directly. I understand that, I do. But where we can do something, I think that we should be mindful of what is it that we can do to contribute to a better environment. Now, again, God had created Adam to be the first groundskeeper. And I believe that we all now have the responsibility to do the same. I think that we all can be groundskeepers. We should work the ground. Even if it's, again, as simple as being careful what you pour into the ground. Is that poisoning to the ground? Is it polluting the ground? Now, we do have brain now, yes, but we can also co-labor with God. We can do our same by planting shrubs or also growing plants. There was a time when there wasn't, there, these things were not, and it said not yet, but we can look around us and they're everywhere. Some are naturally growing up in places and some where people are intentionally growing plants and, and growing shrubs. So we can co-labor with God in doing that. And also as we co-labor with God to become a groundskeeper, we are not only um, keeping the ground, but we're honoring the creation of God. And again, if we're honoring the creation of God, we are honoring God the Father directly. And then we get this benefit we're connecting with the dirt from which we came. We're connecting with nature, which again is one of these ways that we can ground ourselves to improve our overall emotional and mental well-being. And then lastly, I think my last takeaway I want us to think about is we're also attending to our spiritual well-being. Again, when we honor the fact that the earth belongs to the Lord. 
It's not ours, it's Lord's. The earth is the Lord and all of the fullness thereof, it belongs to God. And we should be mindful that it's not ours to treat any way we want to, to mistreat and to misuse. We should treat nature and creation kindly. We should respect the earth. We should respect creation. And most importantly, we should respect the creator. So that's what I have for you today. Again, a little Earth Day message that I just never would have thought I would have been communicating (laughs) via the podcast. But uh, this was impressed upon me by the Holy Spirit to do. And therefore, I have done it. So again, I just want to kind of reiterate to you. Let's be considerate of the earth. Let's treat it more kindly. Let us think of ways of how we can replenish the earth. How can we grow more plants and more shrubs? How can we even be a part of growing trees or planting trees or even supporting those efforts? How can we support the efforts of reforestation so that we can do and engage in behaviors that can counter some of the things that we have done that has caused some of this global warming to take place. I think once we recognize that we have done harm, it is our jobs to figure out ways to repair those damages that we have done. So I would hope that we would consider treating the earth more kindly and how does that look for us? How does reforestation look for us? Again, can we plant shrubs and can we um, grow some plants? Can we think about these are the ways we want to contribute to our environment, having cleaner air that we can breathe in and breathe out? Breathing is really important to our lives, right? <laughs> Secondly, I hope that we will remember that when we're keeping the ground, we're honoring creation, we're connecting to nature. It's the second thing, we're connecting to nature. And when we are connecting to nature, this is a natural way, y'all. It's a natural way that we ground ourselves that has statistically been proven to improve our overall emotional and mental well-being. So many times I have said, I just need to get outside. I need to stand in the sun. I need to walk in the park. I need to get to the beach. I need to go and be in the mountains. I need to commune with nature as I am communing with God. I don't worship the creation. I worship the creator but I worship the creator along with creation. So it is a way for us to connect with nature to improve our overall emotional and mental well-being. And lastly, again, we're also attending to our spiritual well-being when we honor the fact that the earth is the Lord's. So not only are we benefiting, but we're also giving honor to the creator. 
We should treat it kindly. We should respect the earth. We should respect creation. And as again, most importantly, we should respect the creator. So you have heard my call today from Genesis 2 verses 4 through 6 for us to consider the ground and how the ground helps us with grounding, which improves our overall mental and emotional well-being. How we consider the ground, how we be careful how we treat the ground. How can we replenish some of the damage that we have done to the ground? So that overall, we will be respecting the creator of the ground. That's my call on today or this Earth Day message that I didn't think I would give. (laughs) That's the call. What will be your response? And the church said.